Hello, welcome to Utterly Geek Dissects, the monthly show in which we typically choose a game and drill down on it. Uh, this month we're doing something a little different because it's the summer doldrums and none of us have really been playing the same game. <laughs> so instead, we're dissecting ourselves and what we've been playing outside of So almost a this. regular podcast, but not... Kind of, yeah. kind of. I was gonna say no news, but right. there's gonna be a little bit of that. Wow, a little bit. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. one very particular topic. Yes. Uh, but seeing as how I've had the busiest past couple of months, uh, I guess I will go first. Uh, but before I do, I'm Darren Bell. I'm joined as always by Stephen Petrella and Chris Walzik. Hello. And we're here to talk about video games in such nonsense. Uh, we're limiting this to like the past couple of months or so, because if we wanted to go down the year, it'd be a lot more. So for me, I, if I think back the past couple of months, Splatoon 2 finally wrapped up all of its Splatfests. Mm. For those of you not paying attention or not playing Splatoon 2, Splatfests were occasional weekend events that Nintendo would host where it would be innocuous topics like pancakes versus waffles, ketchup versus mayonnaise, Decepticons versus Transformers. They actually did that one. <laughs> they did SpongeBob versus Patrick. It would be Autobots versus Decepticons instead of the... Yes, I am incorrect. I'm not a Transformers fan. Okay, all right. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, that, what? <laughs> yeah. Decepticons or Transformers? Decepticons aren't Transformers, clearly. Uh, but yeah, they, they did a similar thing with Splatoon 1, where they supported it over two years with various events and updates. Mm -hmm. And the final Splatfest of Splatoon 1 was Callie versus Marie, and those were the two hosts. Mm -hmm. Who won which side of that? Uh, it affected the storyline for Splatoon 2, the single player, mm. specifically. Mm. Uh, if I remember correctly, the one who lost went missing, and you had to find her through the, through the single player. Splatoon 2's ending was Order versus Chaos, <laughs> with the one host, Pearl, representing Chaos, and she's an inkling... You know, regular squid, what have you. Mm -hmm. Marina was an octoling representing order. I liked Marina, so I sided with order. But then I found an official Nintendo description of order. And it ends up being basically a fascist manifesto. <laughs> where it's the octoling saying how the inklings don't know what a utopia they could be if they just controlled it. Mm. and they could rein in all of the chaos and make a perfect order-filled society. Like, it was completely fascist. <laughs> and I went, oh, no. Oh, no, what have I done? <laughs> Luckily, chaos ended up winning at the end of the day, which their entire thing was, hey, we should just have fun. Everyone should do what's fun for them. As long as you don't hurt anyone, yeah, who, who the fuck cares? Like, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> But yeah, I forgot how much I love that game. Splatoon 2. Splatoon is just so great because there's no other shooter really like it. Right. 
And it still feels weird to call that game a shooter. I mean, it is completely, but it's... The objective isn't for kills or to be the last one standing. Yeah. You know, it's to paint most of the surface. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, it you approach it so differently. It's... God, it's so good. And I'm upset that they're done, but it's been two years of updates and continual Splatfests. Yeah, because that... Splatoon 2 basically came out with the Switch, more or less, didn't it? Yeah, like maybe a month after, a month or two. Mm-hmm. It was very, very close after launch. Yeah. I I thought about picking that up only because I did enjoy Splatoon 1. Um, and I don't know. I was like, maybe I could give this a shot again, but it's like I'm playing... If I'm playing shooters, I mean, I know we kind of said it's not really a shooter, but if I'm ever playing online stuff, it's usually on my PC anyway. And, like, a mm-hmm. lot of the times I don't trust Nintendo's network <laughs> connections a lot of the time, which I know, like... Which I, I mean, know, that's fair. Which I, know, which I know, like, the exceptions are, like, Splatoon and Mario Kart. Those are, like, the two games that are huge exceptions because those games run butter smooth. Well, I wouldn't. I've as run close, into as some best as they can. Yeah, it's better than Smash. Way better than Smash. <laughs> yeah. Smash is a nightmare. I tried playing one of their online tournaments a couple weekends ago, and whoo, boy, <laughs> it is just not good. It feels like you're playing in molasses. Like everything is so slow. Yeah. And Splatoon isn't perfect. I've had a couple of dropped games. But not a ton. But yeah, yeah. In Splatoon, unlike all of the other shooters, like I will not play Apex solo. Right. I might give the that new mode a shot, but like typically, that's not what I'm looking for in that. Yeah. Splatoon, I'm completely okay teaming up with randos because of how it tracks my skill pro- progression and how well I did in those matches. And that it feels like it's a game that maybe should be played solo i don't know it's i just really enjoy it i just wonder what the future of that franchise holds yeah yeah i still haven't picked up the octo expansion which was a single player expansion to it mm. i still haven't finished the story of splatoon <laughs> or splatoon 2 mm. uh because that's not what you buy that game for you buy it for the multiplayer yeah Outside of that, I uh, I needed a new game on my phone. I was listening to the Giant Bombcast, and they recommended Solitarica. Which, okay, this is solitaire. But what if you were a fantasy warrior, and you would build energy? Instead of having suits of cards, the suits are different energies. And as you tap and collect them, you collect the energy to then cast spells against the enemy. Mm-hmm. Every time you flip over a card, the enemy that you're facing casts a spell on you. Mm -hmm. Their life is the cards in front of you. So if you clear the board and you win it solitaire, you kill that enemy and move on. It doesn't sound great on paper, but god damn, is it addicting. (laughs) I know you've been playing it, Wally. (laughs) Yes. Uh, To the point where I did buy the full game. I did buy it uh, with all the I just did that yesterday. Yep. (laughs) Uh, so I've been kind of messing around with some of the other classes because the free version gives you just the warrior class um, and you can 
so the the thing with like as you progress and collect the like premium currency in that game uh you use it to like which you just get just by doing a run um and uh once once your run is over it'll calculate like how far you've gotten or how well you did and then it'll like you know give you a sum and then it'll add it to the pool and you use those points to like unlock uh cards to do that does certain things so for the warrior uh aces if an ace shows up when you draw you get uh additional points to some skill uh which i think is like for warrior it's like attack uh, well no it, it depends on the suit of that ace it that's applies true. to the that's suit true. of the ace that you draw that's true and that that goes for i think king as well um, no, no, no king, king king is king just gives you shields. gives you shields and then queen just kills a, a card in the back in a random lane <laughs> backstab it's so good yeah uh but you only get that by like leveling up and then also you like level up how many more items you can equip so right, I, you can buy items which give you passives like more health more shields mm -hmm. or double your coin input like yep. there's a whole store money system <laughs> yeah so like so if you have a good run of cards uh, where you're you're knocking down cards off of the uh, the deck that's put in front of you, especially if you get up a good combo, like you start getting coins out of it, like it'll start building up from like two to four, six, eight, and then like it'll go 10, 10, 10, 10, like every time until you draw, then it ends that chain. Uh, but it uses those coins and in between rounds uh, of fighting uh, enemies, you have a shop that you go into and there's a shopkeeper there and he sells four spells and two items and then you could buy the spells and replace spells so you can do like more like heal better or do different attacks that does shit like wipe a whole uh any number of cards that have the same number or the same uh the suit. same suit yeah yeah um there's a really great combo you can get where it forces all of the cards over to be three coin cards which means you're just getting a ton of money when you take those in yep couple that with the clear all the same suit mm -hmm. and you just wipe the board make a ton of money but then there's an ultra expensive other item that'll double your coin input on every card oh shit I had that going for a while in one game, so I'm just clearing the board over and over again and I like in a single round I was coming back with two three hundred coins jesus like I, regularly you're lucky if you end up with 50 to 60 yeah and this one was i just had too much goddamn money i ended up <laughs> buying the celestial hourglasses until it ran out oh wow the, and these things will break if you die to give you a second chance right it's it's weirdly addicting it's like a rogue light solitaire like game. solitaire <laughs> Yeah, I really yeah. I'm playing around with I think it's the rogue deck right now. The second one over. That was exactly the first one that I did after I got that full game that I was yeah. that I was like, let me try the rogue. But now I'm doing the paladin, which is all mm. defense and willpower. Uh, yeah, I some of his skills are actually pretty awesome because it's like uh, for his shield ability, if you use it, you'll shield up and then you'll gain willpower points. Mm. And then with the willpower, not only do you heal, but you also uh, backstab a random card in a random oh, mile. Oh, cool. Uh, but I currently have uh, the leveled up version of that where it's 
uh, I heal myself for three and kill two. Gotcha. Which is awesome. So yeah, you like do this combo where it's like, yeah, armor up, and then then now I can heal, and then you know whatever. Um, yeah, there's there's an amazing amount of depth to solitaire in this game. It's <laughs> I I would recommend downloading it even just to play the free warrior deck. I had a ton of fun with just that. Epic is fucking hard on Epic. Oh my god! I, like holy I, I shit! I haven't been able to make it past I think ten. I couldn't even get past like the second or third, at least with the two times I tried. Like I couldn't get, I didn't get very far in it. Yeah. So when when you go through normal mode, you've got eighteen levels you go through, and then you unlock once you beat that, you unlock epic mode, which is a harder, more random set of enemies with twice the number of levels you got to go through before you get to the boss. Yeah. Yeah, if you're looking for a good phone game, the, I, you can't get much better than this one. Yeah. Like, yeah, holy it's, pretty, crap. it's pretty good. I I am really enjoying my time with it. Uh, the, the one downside I would say with it is I was like, wow, that's kind of money grubbing was like immediately after I bought it, the first screen that popped up when I tried to start a run was like, hey, we have these expansion packs. Buy these. We've got four more. And I'm like, the fuck yeah. i just threw four dollars your way like now you're saying you want more right now like <laughs> jesus me more Christ. money please yeah like fuck like i didn't even yeah i didn't even try these other three decks that you had just for for the full game well full game it said there were ads and i never came across it came across ads ever at any point no me either so i don't i don't know why it was like a feature like oh you bought the full game so you won't get ads anymore and i'm like i never had them to be with i'm just i just wanted the three <laughs> other decks i just wanted to try the other three classes that's all maybe they had ads previously i don't know <sighs> yeah who knows but that's very very good game mm -hmm. like i i had enough coins to where when i bought the second deck i immediately just maxed it out yep same and I love it every time you draw a queen in that deck, it stuns the enemy. So you draw a queen and all of a sudden a fist is just in their face. And <laughs> yep. It's it's really funny. It's really funny. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it was for Paladin. I think it is like an armor up kind of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. But outside of those, I've been, guys, I've been playing so much Fire Emblem. <laughs> Fire Emblem Three Houses, it's... So I got into Fire Emblem with Awakening on the 3DS. Mm -hmm. That was the first Fire Emblem I played. I loved it. Never finished it. Mm -hmm. I got caught just playing all the side battles. Put in about 80 hours of it. <laughs> uh, Fire Emblem Fates comes around. Same thing happens. I played so much Fire Emblem Fates. Birthright. Mm. And just 80 hours goes by. I'm nowhere near the end. And just it kind of ran its course. This one, though, it's. I like it. I think it's my favorite Fire Emblem. I, I don't. I know I sound like I don't, but this game's amazing. It's basically what if Persona and Fire Emblem had a baby? Mm -hmm. Because there's a calendar system, mm. and it's so it's extremely well paced. So. You have a calendar and time marches on and occasionally on days your character will freak out and you'll have a choice of what to do on that day. Mm -hmm. You can either explore the uh, monastery where you're an instructor 
instructing these students. And that's where the persona comes in because it's a 3D world that you're actually moving around and interacting with people and talking and trading oh, nice. and shit. Uh, and you have so many pips per day of actions to take. Hmm. So you can either have a meal with your students, which will motivate them more, which will let you teach them better um, or teach them more, I should say. Uh, you could do some gardening, do some fishing. Those don't use time. Uh, you can use time to get instruction from the other professors to improve yourself. Uh, later on, you unlock the ability to have tea time with your students to really like deepen your bond with them, because mm. that's always been a thing in Fire Emblem. I hate the tea party system. <laughs> but it is like a true better. American. <laughs> it's it's a lot better than the face touching that they had in Fire Emblem Fates. The face touching isn't there. Instead, it's a weird tea party thing. Face touching. Oh, okay, so in Fire Emblem Fates, once you get to a certain level with a character, you can invite them to your room. They don't say for what, but they come to your room, and because it's on the 3DS, their face is on the bottom screen, and you're expected to touch and caress their face to make them happier. That is not in the Switch version. That is not in Three Houses, and I'm m much happier with the awkward tea parties. <laughs> but that's basically all it is. It's deepening the bonds and teaching these students. Unlike the older Fire Emblem games, when you encountered a character and you recruited a character, they'd be like, oh, well, this character's a knight. Like, that's just their skill. That's what they do. That's, that's their class. In this one, you're teaching each of them different skills in order to have them take exams to become certified as that unit. So really, everyone's super flexible. Mm. Do you want this particular character to be a cavalier, someone riding on horseback with a lance? Or do you want them to be more of a magic user or whatever? Like, people can flex in and out. And you can actually have people cross-skilled. Like, I've got one character right now. She's both a pet. Hardware failure. That's all right. To the point where my recording has stopped. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hey, it wouldn't be a podcast if there wasn't some technical difficulties. Uh... Oh, great. Uh, hold on. <laughs> yeah, no, it just straight up stopped. Yay. I guess this is why you're getting a new PC soon. Yeah. Hooray! <laughs> oh, shit. Poopy. That's funny. Oh, no. Your audio, too. Can't hear it, Darren, at all. Oh. No, wait. Maybe you're back. Uh, 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 uh. Nope. 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 Never mind. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. Nah. Still, still nothing. It's good. It's good podcast material right here. <laughs> We're doing it. Yep. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I feel like I'm just seeing him being like, "Shit, <laughs> shit, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> damn it, this this fucking shit." No, we still can't oh, wow. hear anything yeah. from you. One two one two. Nothing, there nothing, we go. Nothing. There we go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let me start recording again.
And I'm back. Hey. Uh, okay, so where was I? Uh, oh, we were reclassing. Yes. Yes. I have one character. She's cross-trained to be either a Pegasus Knight or a Bishop because her skills kind of went that way, mm-hmm. one way or the other. Um... But that's that's neat. Before you go into every battle, you can say, hey, you're certified to be this, so you're going to be this for this battle. Mm-hmm. And then instead, like, flop them over. What they did remove is two very important features. First, you cannot double up units on the battlefield like you could in the previous Fire Emblems. You could basically merge two units into one space, and the other one would support whoever was the frontline unit. Mm. Okay. This, the, it's a whole other system, an adjutant system where before you go into a battle, anyone that you don't have assigned to the battle, you can assign an adjutant to. Right now, I'm to the point where I can assign that for two units. So I basically staple another unit to the back of one of my units on the field, and they support in one of th- either defensive, offensive, or healing. And that's dependent on the character. But the more important thing, they removed the weapon triangle completely. Mm. In previous Fire Emblem games, you had lances, which beat swords. Swords, which beat axes, and axes beat lances. Mm -hmm. Like, that was it. To the point where if you had one character out of position, they could just get fucked up by someone with the other weapon. Yep. That's, That's completely gone now. Yep. Good. The only thing that remains is bows are superior to every flying unit. Okay. Bows and air magic. I mean, that makes sense. Really. Completely. Completely. Uh, so that that is above and beyond a, a great improvement. They've added a new type of weapon, too. Gauntlets. So you can just have someone punch a shit out of someone. Sweet. I've got one character. He's just a fighter, so I just have him... They literally have a weapon called unarmed where they can just run up and punch with their bare hands. And I think it's hilarious because I do that against mages because (laughs) they're mages. (laughs) And he normally kills them in a single punch. It's hilarious. I cast (laughs) Brut! Yeah, no, fuck you. (laughs) Mine's Uh, faster! (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Spells are no longer an item. They're just Mm. a list of things that someone has, and they replenish after the fight. Okay. Uh, Weapon degradation is back, but you can repair those weapons now. And they have a whole upgrade system where, depending on your level, you can sometimes change that weapon to a completely different type if you have the right materials and enough money. It's... I've put 30 hours into it so far... And I still haven't reached the spoilers time skip portion where you leap ahead in time. Okay. Which I don't know where that's going. But my whole point is I don't get caught up in doing all the side battles to level everyone up because I'm on a calendar. Mm. So every so often, like you'll go out and you'll do the big story battle for that month. And then it'll come back and you have three weeks to explore around the monastery, do a little side battle stuff here or there, uh, go through actual lectures with your students. So the lecturing system, you choose one of a number of your students who's, and you see their motivation. Their motivation is how many times you can teach them in a specific skill. Mm-hmm. That's when it forces you to make the choice of, okay, where do I want you to focus? 
you need to learn your authority more so you can send out armies better you need to learn swords better so you can become a master swordsman like that kind of a thing but it's forcing you to move the story along you're not always caught up in just doing side shit right in that way it's paced so much better than any of the other fire emblems and forces me to keep the story moving I'm very excited to finish this to go back and pick one of the other three houses right out of the gate. Like right after the first mission, they're like, Oh, you're going to be a professor. We have three different houses, which represent the three vast regions of this world. Why don't you just do a meet and greet, talk to all the students and then you pick a house. Cause that's going to be permanent and you're going to be locked in with those students. Mm-hmm. So I'm going down the black Eagle path. Mm because they sounded the most interesting come to find out they are probably the least friendly house <laughs> like all of their relationship building conversations boil down to i hate you i hate you fucking great moving on <laughs> like, like they're very host- hostile toward each other and i don't fully understand it like there's one guy who's constantly antagonizing the head of the house because he thinks his family should usurp her throne and he's constantly trying to prove that he's better than her and she's like no fuck off i'm not accepting any of your challenges this is a no-win situation shut the fuck up (laughs) it's and then there's one guy who's basically what if dwight schrute were a black mage oh god he hates everyone except the head of the house who he worships. Yep. He's, he's, he's Dwight the Black Mage. <laughs> but it's, man, it's so, if you liked any of the previous Fire Emblems, I would highly recommend picking this one up. Or if you've never played a Fire Emblem and it sounds interesting, this is a great one to jump in on. It really slow rolls all of the systems and there's monster battles in this one. There are four square units that are just wild fucking monsters, so it turns into kind of Monster Hunter. Hmm. With a whole, like, oh, this monster is weak toward these types of attacks, or you can trap them using this strategy. It, it's, fuck, man, there are layers and layers <laughs> to this game. That's good. Yeah, because I played I played uh, Awakening when you you kind of got me into it because you were you were already like 60 hours in that game and you were like fucking play that shit it's real good and i was like all right mm-hmm. and i got it for 3ds and like similar to you i kind of got caught up in all the side shit and never got even close to fucking finishing it and then i tried playing it again i was like yeah i'll give fire emblem a shot and then like i was just like what and stopped playing so and then that's that's pretty much been my take on it for the rest of this time but I don't know if I'm down for a really, uh, really like hardcore strategy game. Like I'll, I'll definitely consider that, especially for switch. Cause like now that it's out of the 3ds, like they can use, utilize the switch hardware to do, to use, uh, to do a lot basically. I mean, considering they added like a whole monster hunter system, uh, with that, that's pretty, that's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. game is just so much. Yeah, I never... I mean, I played a little bit, but I never... Just not my style of game, so I never could get into it. Yeah. 
It's not yeah, that it's bad. I think it's a great game. It's just I, yeah, not my style. Yeah, at its core, it is still Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. So, if that's not your your bag of tricks, I would I would not mm-hmm. pick it up. But the the really cool thing for me is the fact that you do have all of these houses, but you can snipe people from the other houses. Like you can recruit them to your side, too. So you're not completely out all of these other characters' stories. Okay. But to get them on your side is very particular. Like, you have to be at a certain skill level and a certain weapon to have them go, oh, no, shit, I want to learn from you. So sometimes I find myself focusing on weapons that I don't necessarily want to use in order to get the the characters that I want. Right. But there is one character, because I'm playing a female main character, that has no prerequisites. He's just like, yep, 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 I I, I want to learn from you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, that's kind of creepy, but okay. okay. Yeah, fuck. I got I to gotta wrap that up. There's so much, so much of that game. Oh. There are three houses, but I've been told that there are four paths to go down. Oh, Jesus. Because of course there are. That's... That's yeah. the Fire Emblem way. And each path will take about 80 hours. So it's a big, Ooh. chunky game. Damn. I've seen a lot of people comparing all the houses to uh, Griff- uh, to uh, Harry Potter houses. The Golden Deer are basically Hufflepuff. I, I regret not going the Hufflepuff route. <laughs> you went Slytherin first. Yeah, that's what it <laughs> seems. And it seems the other one, the Blue Lions... Are basically what's the word here that I'm looking for? You got, they're, you got... they're not Gryffindor. They're not Ravenclaw? they're Gryffindor. No, no, they're Gryffindor. <laughs> if Gryffindor was obsessed with everyone being Aryan, okay. they're like they're like ethno state, oh. apparently. Okay. See, Fire Emblem gets fucking deep. Listen, there's a character on my team who outlines her entire history of horrible emotional trauma that is forced on her through her childhood by her father. Mm. Basically, her father locked her in her room in order to, I don't know, make sure that she's untouched by the common folk. There's a whole nobles versus commoners thread throughout this entire game. Yeah. Oh, fuck. It's good. I could just keep talking, but I'm going to stop and relinquish the floor. Uh, So I... This was kind of something that kind of came good timing, uh, honestly, because, you know, I'm really excited for Doom Eternal. Uh, But out of fucking nowhere, uh, Bethesda decided to reach... uh, to re-release the entire Doom trilogy on Switch... Um, and I was like, holy shit, fucking Doom on Switch? Hell yeah, sign me up! And But, like, shortly after they had announced it, uh, that's when I started seeing, like, um, the, uh, bullshit with, like, logging in. Um, like, the whole logging in online to, like, play the game. Yeah. And, and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll hold off then. And, 
And so, like, I, I kind of held off for a day or two. Um, but then, like, shortly after, they were like, Bethesda came out and was like, no, this is just for, like, the, the Slayers Club thing, like, just to, like, log in and, like, get the rewards and all that shit. Because, weirdly enough, like, just before they announced all this Doom shit, I was like, you know what? I was thinking about doing the Slayers Club just to see what the fuck that shit's all about. Because why not? It's fucking free and it's probably something that's just dumb. And I'll hear, <laughs> I'll get to like see the latest news if I check in frequently or whatever. So, so I signed up and everything, and uh, and yeah, it, it is like a dumb thing. Like it's it's like if you participate like a lot on the website, like contribute like to their forums and uh, read up on their stuff and share their videos and art and whatever, like you get points, and then these points are like used for rewards like uh well because doom eternal is coming out soon it's like if you reach a certain level uh for your profile it's like oh you unlock more cosmetic skins for certain uh for certain demons and shit like that and it's like eventually it gets to a point where it's like if you reach max level you get like a golden doom doom guy or Doomslayer. <laughs> like, he's just all gold. Like, you, That's... you eventually... Yeah, so, I mean, again, it's just... It's, like, it's dumb. And But, like, you know, I the way I thought of it was, like, you know, you know, back when we were, like, teenagers and when the internet was still new and we wanted to know, like, all the latest news and shit, we'd sign up for, like, websites like this where it was just, like, yeah, oh, God, and, yeah. You, and you're, like, constantly checking and contributing <laughs> and, like, commenting and, like, fucking browsing shit. So I was just like, you know what? Sure, why not? Like I haven't I haven't followed something like this this closely in a while. Like I I you know, like similar to how we all do it, we just go on fucking Reddit and then see all the different news and through that. But like I was like, "Oh, I'll just go directly to the source cuz why not?" Um anyway, that that aside. So I signed up for Doom Slayer's Club. So I was like, "Okay, well this makes sense because I literally just signed up for it the other day." So it doesn't really bother me that much that I have to sign in. So so I did get it for like five dollars, um, and I I played through Doom one uh, and uh, on my Switch, uh, and yeah, like I noticed I noticed a lot of things on it that um, I watched the Digital Foundry video on it afterwards where they did like a deep analysis on uh, the the consoles, uh, like all three of them, like PS4, Xbox, and switch versus pc um where they did like performance and uh and all that and you know some of the things that they said i was like oh yeah that does make sense like like the music being like a third slower than what it I normally heard about sounds like that. Like, yeah. like it wasn't until they said that or i read it that i was like wait really and then i loaded up one one and then sure enough i was like yeah, wow, this does sound, like, a little bit slower. Um, and there were also times in that game where I had performance issues, like, uh, playing on Switch, um, where it just would... If there was a lot on the screen happening at once, it would just fucking chug. And I was like, oh... Like, the frame rate would just drop. So I was like, Ugh, okay? So nutty. Yeah, and... And another thing which Digital Foundry pointed out, which I was like, yep, that that is kind of annoying, is like if so say if you log in to your Bethesda account on it and you know it's running fine, but then you're like, Oh well, I'm gonna put it to sleep or whatever. 
next time that you turn on your switch and then you go to play doom it'll keep popping up with uh you've been disconnected from bethesda would you like to log back in and it'll keep popping up without giving you the option to actually log back in so you have to like back out of the game entirely and then load it back up again and then just for just to log in so that we would stop popping up with that error message they've addressed it since then and they've they've patched it so that way it would keep running without it um so it wouldn't keep popping up with an error message uh but during my time playing it yeah it was like every time i would load it up like i would just say no eventually because i'm just like fucking whatever like i just want to play the damn game um because yeah it's like you know you're you're in the middle of a fight and it's like hey you've been disconnected and it's just like god damn it it like ruins the flow um so yeah i i played through all of it and then i was just like in thinking of the performance in mind of like how just doom one performed I was like, it's probably going to be way worse with Doom 2 because Doom 2 was, like, bigger. There were more demons. Like, there was more on the screen. There's more shit that happens. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking play it on PC. So I loaded it up on PC, and then I downloaded the uh, the latest Brutal Doom mod for it. Mm-hmm. And god damn it, that's a fucking good mod. Like, <laughs> like it, it's kind of weird because, like, you when I playing through these games again like doom 2 i realized i was like man they didn't really add much for like weapons like the only thing they added was the double barreled shotgun and that was it that was the only other thing that they added like there were no additional weapons in doom 2 which you would think like with it being the sequel to doom there'd be more weapons and more stuff but like i mean yeah there's more demons and more levels and bigger levels but as far as like having an arsenal there really wasn't that much um definitely more power-ups too uh but yeah so but brutal doom is like what doom 2 should have been because they add they actually add like more weapons as well like they have like way more uh like what they had they had they added an assault rifle um which you could like aim down sights because i mean whatever uh this is for doom 2 yep Brutal Doom. Like, Brutal Doom can be for both Doom and Doom 2. But down... Mm, so, hold on. Sides. Hold on. You could still shoot it. You could still fire from the hip, and it'll be fine. It's just, like... It's just... Is this, it, like, when Halo added down sights, and it didn't do anything but a yes. visual difference? Yes, okay. basically. Like, like it kind of... Like, it just zooms in a little bit, so then you can kind of, like, fine-tune it. Gotcha. Um... But yeah, they so they have that. They added a uh, they made the chain gun shoot faster, uh, but it has recoil. Like uh, there's a lot of weapons that actually have recoil as well. Like they added recoil to it because why they just modernized it basically. Like they really yeah. over, they did like a huge like overhaul like of modernizing Doom, which like it feels good, but you're also like it, like if you're gonna be like i need the 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 doom experience like if you're just like i need the doom as as it was give me the classic right like i i would not recommend it but if you want like a good modernized like you just want to like see what it is and and check it out kids running around i guess <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> um but yeah it's like I, I would absolutely recommend Brutal Doom because they they just add so many more weapons and like and it's just really funny like especially with like the chain gun because once you get the recoil 
I mean, it's like the AK in like Counter Strike. You start firing it, you pull down hard because that thing is just gonna be like, oh. <laughs> but like, if you get it right on point, it just fucking shreds them, and then you just see blood and guts just spray everywhere. And like, they fucking, I, I love it because that brutal Doom mod, they have a, uh, they have a slider for how bloody you want it, and it goes from like being like, eh, all right, to like uh comical being number five so i did number five for a while and it's just like you shoot at him and it just fucking explodes blood everywhere and it's just it's so funny there there was a point however where um i was shooting at a cackle demon and it just like blood chunks were going blue blood chunks was going everywhere but like they also added uh ripples like ripple effect in the water uh, which is a nice touch that they added for an old game like this, but like there were like so many bloody chunks and blood ri- and like ripples and blood ripples and like it just like caused Doom Two to go down to like five frames per second. I was like, okay, we're gonna turn this down a bit. This is a bit much. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, My PC can't run Doom Two. <laughs> yeah, like like brutal Doom actually made Doom Two the run really slow on my machine, and I was like, That's oh awesome. Jesus. That's um, awesome. But yeah, really, I absolutely recommend if you're playing on a PC, get the brutal Doom. It's super easy to install and set up. Um, you just have to download the brutal Doom mod and also like uh, what's called uh, GZ Doom. Which is like it's like essentially the Nexus mods of Doom, more or less. It's just basically a, a gateway to like get the mod running. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so so I finished with that, and then I was like, all right, Doom three. Let's let's play Doom three. Um, and I'm but I'm glad I played it because when I first played Doom three, I was like a teenager, and I. I grew up playing Doom and Doom 2 and then like I was so excited for Doom 3 and you know I was like still a teenager so I didn't really think much of it I was just like oh my god another Doom and like I loved it at the time it's I mean now that like you know I'm an adult and everything and I can you know, are you and well yeah I mean Jerry's <laughs> still out but uh but I mean you know like you, you have that like more grown-up thought process and everything and like now that I've played through doom three i'm just like yeah that's real different that's real fucking different and it's it's mostly just because like i know that john romero had left id before doom three was released and only john carmack still remained as the director at the time and a part of me was like after i was done with doom three i was like yeah, i'm kind of glad he left it because like if if they wanted to continue doom in that route like that just would have been a weird path for it to go down i mean not to say that's bad but it's like again if you're if you're like a purist like for doom and if you're just like i want fast-paced action and like fighting it's like you don't get that at all like there's reloading there's like fucking um a sprint bar like there's so many little things of doom 3 that i'm just like wow this just breaks like everything of what was doom other than it's just like essentially um like i guess a a reboot in a way uh with that franchise um 
See, Doom 3 occupies the same area in my mind as, like, a fear. Mm -hmm. Like, that yeah. era of first-person shooter. And that's mm -hmm. kind of when I wasn't really playing that style of first-person shooter. I wasn't playing single-player. I've never played a Doom game to completion, period. Mm. So, and I've never played Fear to completion. But seeing the overall, like, visceral backlash against Doom 3 when it first came out... Yeah. ...was kind of odd to me, because it felt like it was a game that was trying to blend in with the times. They were trying to evolve Doom to be more in line with what people expected from a single-player first-person shooter experience of the day yep. with vague horror elements. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I, I played it. And I thought it was just okay. But like Wally said, it, it was different from the Doom. I felt it was a little, it was like really slow. It's a slow burn. Oh, yeah. And they tried to make it into like, like I, I mean, I actually never, I've seen Fear, but I've never played. But they tried to make it like more of a, more of like a jump scare horror, at least in the beginning of the game. Like they really throw that shit in your face. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's all throughout. Like, like style jump scares like things yeah. just pop out and for me it just like def like yeah doom's supposed to be kind of scary but it defeats the purpose of like throwing all these fucking demon demons at you and you just go balls to the wall yeah so it wasn't really like i thought it was all right but i wasn't sold on it so, yeah yeah, it was a yeah yeah like i mean yeah, one of the things that I noticed right like halfway through my playthrough, I was like, man, they only throw like two or three demons at you at a time. It's never mm -hmm. anything more than that. It's always something where it's like, and even after you kill at least two or three of them, like then it'll spawn in more. Like it won't just yeah. like, it won't just be like an overwhelming amount. It'll just always be a certain amount to just do like a one-on-one -on -one battle. And then it'll be like, it'll keep spawning more or, or whatever so yeah it is yeah. way slower paced and then plus also the reloading which is like oh god the reloading is like <laughs> it's so it's so slow one and two like it there's no cancellation like so if you so there was so many times where i would be out of shotgun like rounds and uh and i would go to switch to my machine gun but because the game makes you reload, so, like, I was sitting there reloading my shotgun, and it wasn't until I was done with the reloading animation, then it would switch. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm taking so much useless damage right now. Like, I got hit, like, four or five times by, like, enemies until I finally swapped over, and I was just like, Jesus Christ, this is bad. <laughs> that is a cardinal sin of not allowing a reload to cancel yeah like that's yeah being able to swap guns like mid reload or something yeah it just yeah. oh it, yeah uh but the one thing i will say that was still impressive to me was that the uh the lighting system is still very unique in that game um because it was i mean that was the thing with doom 3 that they were pushing at that time was just like the really dynamic lighting um, because it was like super dark in a lot of areas, like a lot of areas. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that was like illuminated was either you're using your flashlight or if there's an imp nearby that like is ready to cast a fireball and then like, you know, it just like 
dynamically lights like everything around it um and cast shadows like very nicely like that's the one thing i was like man you know i don't think a lot of a lot of people do this like the only thing i could think of that did that that was most recently was uh half-life 2 episode 2 was like where it was really fucking dark like super dark and it was only like certain light sources were the only things that had like good lighting um Mm -hmm. and like whether if it was using your flashlight or other small light sources to like light the way like that's that's the last game i can think of that did that but i guess it's also because like I guess nothing's ever truly super dark, but I find that hard to believe. It's if it's like you know you're underground somewhere or something. Like there's still gonna be yeah. like it's not gonna be like there's still a little bit of light. Like it's gonna be fucking pitch black. So Metro, the Metro series kind of has that. Yeah. Oh, that's dark true. Shit, where you have to use mm. you have to use mm. a flashlight. You cannot see like anything you, and you can just kind of like okay, you can see the faint light of like a enemy approaching and stuff it's that that game's pretty cool but no uh with doom 3 i actually think that aesthetically it is a cool game yeah like for for its time when it came out like the look and the style of pretty fucking cool i thought like i i liked it It, like that it just had a cool sci-fi like dark style which was interesting um but yeah i i enjoy i still enjoyed my time with that game yeah. I, I'd kind of like to try it again, but I don't. I don't know if I really. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's like a tough sell. To the only yeah. the only reason why I did it was just because I I was just like fuck it. I'm just gonna do. I'm gonna play all of them because why not? Like, yeah. and I mean, Doom Tur- Eternal is coming out soon, so why not just play all of them? Yeah. And and it is like night and day to what they've created now, where it's this like super flow, like fighting and yep like fast paced like you're just moving around switching between your weapons like super quickly yep. like Doom 3 is just so fucking different from that yeah so there's like no flow in that game it's just like yeah. hey this guy fuck well it's funny <laughs> what's what's funny is that like so i played the expansion as well because i've had that for forever and i never touched the expansion because the expansion was basically like uh because doom 3 came out and then shortly Far Cry came out, and then shortly after that, Half-Life 2 came out. Like, all in a short time mm-hmm. span. And the Doom 3 uh, Resurrection of Evil, that was the name of the expansion, uh, was such a... Shit, we need to stay relevant while Half-Life 2 just came out. And so they included a gravity gun in their game, in this expansion. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> physics? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, there were physics in the game. It's just they decided, like, hey, let's just include a gravity gun because whatever, because <laughs> fucking Half Life's doing it. So let's let us do it as well. And uh, <clears throat> it is garbage. Like I used it like twice, and then I never touched it again because it was just like, it, like you know how with the gravity gun in Half Life, it's like it's very uh, lenient on what you grab. Mm-hmm. Like it's like if there's something relatively that you're pointing at, it'll it'll pretty much pick it up, and then there's like. A certain and it's like pretty far distance from where you can pick up things like it's it's pretty good with yeah. like with distance and knowing like when you should pick up stuff and it's like it, you know it's like all right it's far enough where it's like i can pick it but you know when it's too far whereas yeah. this thing in doom it's like it has to be very close it's like it's like pretty close and also you have to be like right on it like you have to have your reticle like right on the fucking thing because you can you can actually take the imp fireballs that they throw at you you can gravity gun it and then throw it back at them 
which is pretty fun because like it's like it does a shit ton of damage you can pretty much one shot uh one shot them with it with their own fireball and that's pretty fun but like because like i said it's so precise there were so many times where i got hit by fireballs because i was just like standing still waiting for them to shoot to throw the fireball and then they throw it and then maybe i might catch it with this fucking really finicky gravity gun <laughs> and then maybe be able to hit him and throw it back right at him so <clears throat> so i rarely use that but they did add a uh, an artifact ability where you basically once you activate it, it so it collects uh human souls which is all like the the humans that are like all throughout the mars base and you only have three charges uh but when you activate this artifact uh time slows down and you basically just moved really fast but like as you beat a boss because uh, there's like three bosses throughout the whole game well four bosses throughout the whole game um as you beat each boss you get a new ability for that artifact so when you get the artifact and once it's available you slow down time and then that's level one level two of it is you gain the ability to go berserk mode so you can like pull out your fists and just start fucking one-shotting everything which is really hilarious because there's so many times where it's like i went in a room and actually five enemies appeared and i was like holy shit i'm actually like fucking overwhelmed but then i'd be like oh here's easy mode and then activate the artifact and then just run around and punch everything and then watch them fly and spin off in like slow motion before it would you know before that that <laughs> timer would run out and then the whole room would be dead before it's over um and then the third one was something else and the fourth one was like invulnerability so you're like completely you can't get killed um so yeah i thought that was a kind of a nice mechanic like that was something that was like okay this is actually a kind of neat new thing that they added where it's like if you feel like you're getting a little overwhelmed you just like you trigger this fucking thing and then run around go on a murder spree like and that kind of persisted into doom 2016 because you had the relics that you could Mm -hmm. activate which ones you wanted yep so it sounds like they were smart about bringing in the good parts of doom 3 so what's crazy is that this expansion for doom 3 was not made by id it was actually outsourced huh id id published it <laughs> they published it but they did not develop this and that's what's funny to me is because the expansion for doom 3 felt more like a real doom game just with the th- with the doom 3 engine in it so it was like a modernized doom but with the doom 3 engine and i was like wow this is almost what it should have been like it just, like yeah. there were there were more enemies in a room and similar to the newer doom they had arena areas or arena like areas where it was just big areas and then like suddenly like a bunch of enemies would spawn in and it's like all right now i got to fight all these guys before like it would unlock or i could move on or or whatever um and i yeah it was exactly as i thought i was just like man this feels more like what doom 3 should have been and yeah. that, that just seemed weird to me that it was just like oh i guess it's maybe because they outsourced it and it was just like maybe that team thought like oh shit we're taking a crack at doom with this new engine all right sure let's just make <laughs> let's just make a fucking doom game with this engine and uh that's exactly what what happened with it and a part of that makes me wonder if id was more receptive to that kind of a style of update or that kind of expansion yeah because of the reception of doom 3 at its launch right yeah yeah whereas if it had had an immense like positive reaction i doubt they would have been able to make something like that 
Yeah. Um, Weird. So yeah, and so now I'm on Doom 2016, and you know, I mean, what's there more to say? But I mean, I, I still love that game. I mean, it's just I played Rip and Tear. It, well, it's funny because like you know, like I got I got so used to how Doom Three looked and how it performed, and then like I got the first five minutes in Doom 2016, I was like, this is infinitely better already. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like I was like, this is already better. Like, uh, so yeah. Uh, that opening sequence is fucking incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah i love that shit plus like i got so used to how janky doom 3 looked like minus the lighting like the lighting still looks really good i think uh so but it's just like all the jank of like the models and everything i got used to that for doom 3 so then when i saw how gorgeous doom was doom 2016 i was like holy shit this looks so much better <laughs> oh um, yeah but uh so yeah uh so i've been playing that uh one thing I'll kind of touch up on is uh, before I segue into Steve because it's a thing that we've both been playing. It was uh, Deadpool was a game that I kind of right that I was like, you know what game I've got for a while that is no longer on the market and I've had for a while and sure I'll give it a shot. And I, I've heard like mediocre things. Like I've heard like so it's either it's a kind of game where it's like you love it or you hate it kind of thing. Um, and so, yeah, I gave Deadpool a shot, uh, the video game with Nolan North voicing Deadpool, which is hilarious to me because, uh, man, he really fucking hams it up for that game. And I thought it was really great. Like just him alone doing it, uh, doing Deadpool. Cause like, it's very much comic Deadpool, comic book Deadpool, because comic book Deadpool has like two other voices in his head where one is just like a, a straight up fucking loon and idiot whereas the other one is kind of like his like more logical thinking side so like nolan will do like his he doesn't do like any of his normal nolan north voice for any of this which is awesome um but like except when he's of course playing nolan north in yes, that game yes because he does do a nolan north part where like deadpool's talking on the phone he's like He's like, hey, I need a voice, Nolan, then we thought of you. And then, you know, that's his, his normal voice, like talking to himself and all that. And this is all this is all in the beginning of the game. Um, like, like overall, like that game, I, I would say it like if people were like, man, what is a Deadpool game like? It's just just a really good uh, B grade video game. Like there, there's there's a lot of. There is some charm to it, at least if you are a fan of Deadpool. Like, if you if you understand... If you're okay with just how he is. Uh, because, you know, he is pervy. He is, like, swears a lot and make cracking jokes all the time. And, and sometimes being an idiot. Um, you know, and of course all the fourth wall breaking shit. But, like, it's, it's done well enough that... There were actually a couple times where I did really laugh pretty good. The game got me pretty good a couple times. I was like, all right, that's not bad. That's pretty great. Um, and and gameplay wise, it was, it's pretty serviceable. Like it's a it's like a hack and slash like action game. Um, like, yeah, that three sixty era style. Yeah, like it's they don't really make them anymore. Well, I mean, it's like Devil May Cry kind of, but minus the whole um style system i mean you can yeah. you you chain up combos and it does reward you for getting a higher combo system but like 
I don't know. There was something about it where it had a good feedback loop where it just seemed like decent enough. I was like, okay, all right. Like I, I get it. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, I enjoyed it for what it was. And I, I wouldn't say that I'm sad that it's not on any marketplace. I don't know. Like, I think it's, I think it's okay. Like that's that's all I can say. Like if you if you have a chance to pick it up, and if you just want like just something that is just dumb. I mean, it, it's it's got a little jank to it too. Like there were a couple times where like my game glitched out or some things didn't connect well. Like as far as like combat wise, um, yeah, there's a little bit of jank to it. But overall, like it was it was okay. Um, but yeah, really what kind of had me keep going was just mostly because of the, the performance of Nolan North doing Deadpool was pretty good. Um, that game is so weird to me because it got a remaster. Really? Yes. It, it, it was originally Xbox 360, PS3, you know, oh, that era. Okay. Two years later, it came out on the current systems in 2015 mm. as a remaster hmm. of Deadpool hmm. two years after the release. Huh. Like there's so much about that game that just, it feels like someone had a contractual obligation to make a Deadpool game. Hmm. So they made one. Yeah. And then they just maintained that contract. Like it. Hmm. It's weird. very weird. Yeah. Very weird yeah probably one of my favorite running jokes for that game though is just how they they're constantly concerned on the game budget and whether if they're gonna yeah, run over or butter. not uh because there's one great part where it's like deadpool's running through the sewers because i mean you know it's a it's a fucking action adventure game so of course there's like a sewers for some reason and uh there's one part where like a, he opens up a door or something and it's just suddenly like non-texture walls and the enemies are in t-poses and deadpool's like wait what the fuck and then like slows <laughs> slams the door back down and like pulls out his phone and he's like yelling at the game director and he's like he's like what the hell's going on with my game and like uh it's just a, this whole cutscene and everything where he's just going on about it and it's just shit <laughs> shit like that it's just like okay yeah it's you know it's it's deadpool being deadpool but like every now and then it, it does that shit and uh but yeah it, it, again it's just a lot of it mostly just came down to Nolan's performance where he he really had me a couple times that got me really good just on his delivery of a lot of his lines. Yeah, um, it's that that all kind of tracks with what I know about that game. Yeah. But uh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay. Um but yeah, other than that, I I mean Apex Legends but I will let I will let Steve. I will segue yeah. Steve into that so that way he can. Yeah, I mean, well, I'll, I'll I got a couple games that I'll talk about sure. and then we talk about Apex <clears throat> after that. But um, one game that I I mean I guess I finished it a couple weeks ago is uh, Katana Zero, Ooh. which is a Devolver game, and that game is wild like it is a weird little platformer that base it's it's got like an 80s style <clears throat> and it plays like 
a VHS tape, so like it rewinds and it like looks like you're rewinding a VHS tape. So it has that kind of like, and it's like super trippy and drug induced, and it's kind of I would say it's like a shooter puzzle almost mm-hmm. because like the way you you have to just figure out how to kill every enemy on the screen, and when you die, it automatically rewinds you to the the beginning, and then you have to go through. So it's like there's guys in certain rooms, and you have to figure out the way you need to to kill them so you kind of it's like it's like a learning game where you just learn each room like little room where it's like oh if i hit that guy into that wall and then jump on this thing and shoot down here i'll kill those guys because like they if you kill one guy and you like shoot him or something mm-hmm. or he shoots at you because actually you just have a katana and you can like whack the bullets back at them um so if they if another enemy hears you they'll come darting through and like you die in like a hit so you have to not you just can't get hit basically so um it's It's that very hotline hotline miami kind of thing yeah it is exactly kind of hotline miami-ish where it's like uh yeah i mean it even has a similar like color palette as hotline miami like it's got a lot of like pinks like that neon Mm -hmm. 80s style but like in the story is really interesting because you're just like you don't understand they really start you off and your guy doesn't remember shit and he's kind of like under the control of this therapist dude giving you drugs and you're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and who you really are Mm -hmm. so it's just like this weird building story and while you're doing this you go on missions of uh, you go on assassination assassination missions so you right. have to like, you go through a building and you the you have to figure out how to assassinate the last uh, character, and then it builds from there. But yeah, it's a it's a really fucking cool game. I I I bought it on Switch and I I totally recommend it. Okay, like, it, it works well. Like it's since it's like just a kind of like two D uh, Super Nintendo graphics style game. It looks good, handheld and everything. So. Yeah, that's I, I highly recommend that game. Yeah, I've heard um, I've heard the uh, the the main title screen music popped up on my Spotify like a while back, and I remember that people were saying the music's really fucking good. And then it wasn't until oh, yeah, the music's awesome. It wasn't until I heard that like that main menu screen title, and I was just like, all right, mm-hmm. all right, that shit's pretty good. Yeah. I've also heard the story fucking goes places. <laughs> oh, it's a, uh, yeah. That's well, why that... I didn't talk about really the story at all because it is a. Right. It's just like a. It's wild. Like it, you don't want it to be spoiled because it's just like things that happen are so fucking cool. There's there's a whole conversation system in that too, from mm-hmm. what I understand. And depending yeah. on how you approach conversations, you'll have a completely different experience. Oh, totally. Yeah. So it, like you can. Um, you can be like a dick kind of mm-hmm. like so basically there's a time bar and like and you almost have to play the time bar because like it'll start off so if you want to just like click through the dialogue really fast you'll be a dick automatically oh so like the time bar <laughs> yeah so the time bar will go so it'll be like fuck up so it'll be in the red and it'll be like fuck off so if you just click it'll be like fuck off asshole or whatever and then if you let it go a little bit further it'll be like he'll be he'll calm down because it's like it's almost like plays with his feeling in the moment like when someone says something it's like in your initial brain you're like want to give him the middle finger but instead you, if you wait a while you cool off and then you can kind of collect yourself so it does that and it's pretty, like i really i thought that that was awesome 
because once I started doing that, like I was like, fuck, let me get through this dialogue because I didn't even expect it to be like a choice. Mm. So I mm. just hit it and then he was a dick. And then like it, it changes the way the characters react to you as well. So yeah, it's just cool. It, it is cool. It's just a cool, neat idea. And then it also like builds into ways that you can fight people because the dialogue will, you have to say certain things to certain people or they'll kill you. Mm. So like, and then it rewinds and then you have to like figure out when you have to say something at the right exact moment. Mm. And it's fucking, it's just a really cool little game that someone created that's fucking wild. Yeah, that was, that was a, uh, an instant sell for me. Like I, I do want to eventually get that game, but that was one game that got me heavily interested in it was seeing that whole like, dialogue option and tree and mm -hmm. like how it does affect gameplay because i love shit like that and considering it was mm -hmm. this was basically hot uh, exactly as we said it's like hotline miami but with dialogue options and consequences i was like okay yeah. sign me the fuck up like i want that shit yeah. it is a it is a cool little fucking game man like you just don't from when you look at it you just don't expect it to have the the depth that it has yeah it's yeah just a lot of depth little tiny fucking side-scrolling game but yeah that that one's cool um i've also been playing baba is you which i haven't finished yet ah oh, nice that game it's it, it, it's fucking hard man it is, <laughs> like it, it's hard because the puzzles are so fucking simple and it's just like you 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 think too much all the time so it's like uh so basically it's all it's all word based so you're this little dude that's called Baba, and it's set on there, and you can push that and not be Baba. Mm -hmm. You can be like, Baba is Starfish, or you, you, or Starfish is you, and then Starfish. But basically, you just have to manipulate it to get the flag and win. Um, so you have to move words around to be like, door is open, or wall is not stop anymore. <laughs> you know, so it's just like move the these words around. It is. A fucking really cool little concept and it can be like so frustrating and then like it's one of those games where you shut off for like an hour and then you go back and then you like oh shit this is so fucking easy and then you just move yeah. two things over and you're like why didn't i think of that before but it is just a little it's a cool little concept and i really have been enjoying i've seen some really cool solutions to some things in that mm -hmm. where it's like all of the different conditions are physical blocks and it's physical manipulation in order to achieve mm -hmm. your goal so i've i've what was it I've, it was like a big lava path and it was baba is you lava is death yeah and flag is win and the way they somehow they push it around whatever and it ended up baba is win like mm -hmm. they just eliminated everything else and just made themselves the victory <laughs> yeah baba yeah. is win but they weren't baba they were lava so the lava yeah. had to eat baba yeah lava and yeah and lava then, yeah river. it turns into weird shit like that where it's like you just turn into some weird thing like you like grass or something you can even turn into like a whole building like, yeah just everything just be moving as like this massive building and it's just a fun cool little idea yeah, that's that's when I've been looking to pick up at some point. 
one of those perfect little games that makes you feel like an absolute fucking moron. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> but then like... an absolute genius. Yeah, <laughs> once, oh, totally. once you figure it out, yeah. Yeah, it totally does like, make you feel that way. You're like, yeah, this fucking game, it's too hard. And then you like turn it back on, and you're like, wow, that was so... I'm so dumb. <laughs> God. Yeah, I, I definitely recommend that if you like puzzle games. Nice. And then we'll talk about apex oh boy get into the debacle that is apex well for the record season two well i guess we can dive into a little bit yeah yeah yeah. go ahead uh season season two like it's it's a good battle pass yeah yes it's a massive improvement from season one uh because a Mm. lot of a lot of what was learned from season one was that uh a lot of the rewards didn't seem great like like even the legendary skins that you unlocked in season one were like not that interesting looking like they like they seemed to i i get kind of what they were kind of going for they just wanted to have those skins be something that was focused entirely on season one which was all about like the hunt or whatever and um like that's what all the skins wanted to to focus on whereas like season two like the skins that are for that is more just being like a universal thing like just just cool looking fucking skins because like that's that's the whole kind of point really like just something that people can get that is like they can look cool or uh just are very dynamic looking that really change up how the character looks but they still act the same or at least seem thematically still similar but they just look totally fucking different um and yeah, that's what they did with season two, and I think that was that was a great change. And then also a lot of uh, a lot of what they got rid of was all of that tracking stats that were in uh, certain yeah, levels. Yeah, the stat tracker unlocks were the dumbest. Yep. Yeah, because they had a lot of like class specific ones that were just like certain levels. Where it was like, yeah, you got another stat tracker. Cool. I'm glad I worked hard for that. For a character I don't play. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, w- I would say the battle pass was, was definitely uh, better this time around. Uh, yeah. But I think I think the biggest thing that was really great about Season 2 so far was the entire map change. Because that was mm-hmm. like something that we were so used to certain locations. Uh, but they really really like made some a lot of the more boring areas uh really dynamic now uh with with how it is and i hope that there is kind of like this theme that's going on where it's like they're kind of telling a story in the background like while the maps are changing or i hope that like as the map changes like the like so i would assume like season three would be like trying to rebuild or something like all the leviathans and everything like they've got they've walked through and now it's just like they're trying to rebuild so it's like there might be more buildings that are like under construction or something like that um or the leviathans are just moving to a different region of the map and in the background you're building up in their wake right like who knows yeah like i that is one element that i really enjoy about it Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. previously coming from PUBG, where here's the map, and they might add a building here or there, but their whole thing was here's a different map, Mm. completely new location. Yeah, I like the idea of one map that everyone is playing on, 
that evolves with time. Mm-hmm. It keeps it fresh, and it also doesn't divide your player base. Yeah, yeah. I think. Meanwhile, I think meanwhile, Fortnite has like changed it so much that people don't even know what the fuck to do with Fortnite <laughs> anymore. Oh, Fortnite will remain Fortnite as long as it's free and everyone's playing it. I mean, deal with it. I mean, Fortnite is now Titanfall, so they've added they've added mechs. Oh, in, right, right, in right. Fortnite in Fortnite's that like basically one shot enemies now. So, so do you think that's them getting out and seeing Apex Legends is this thing from Titanfall? Inevitably, they Titanfall is going to add a Titan, so we're going to do it before Titan before Apex does. <laughs> I don't, I don't think Apex is going to add a Titan. No, especially no, no. now. But that, to me, was someone at Epic going, look, we can do it before yeah. they do it. Which is funny, because, like, Respawn came out when people were like, why aren't Titans in this, blah, blah, And they were like, because that would be broken as shit. And sure enough, <laughs> that's exactly what happened with Fortnite, where, like, the Fortnite community is like, this this whole mech thing is fucking broken, because it one-shots everyone. <laughs> like, this is bullshit. Like and it's like it's like the response like fucking told you like I don't I don't know what you guys wanted so this, this is why we said no yeah which which was kind of all right so let's talk about this whole uh, Iron Crown event because so bef- before we get into that okay. I was on vacation for the past week <laughs> <laughs> and then I come back and I start seeing Reddit posts and I'm like what the fuck happened what the fuck happened well i was gonna mention the new mode and everything before yes going explain into the... it because what the fuck happened okay so <laughs> everyone's on fire <laughs> uh so so we so for a while like so many people were saying like oh add a solo mode add a solo mode like or even a duos mode and uh i think for a while I think Respawn came out and said, like, yeah, Solo's mode would be, I don't know, not really that great. Like, it's a team-based game. Like, we think three people is enough. Like, maybe two we might consider it. But Solo's isn't really what this game was made for. Like, that was what they said when it first came out. Uh, So I thought it was kind of funny how Respawn handled it because they were like, all right, we're going to have this event that runs for, like, a week that's just Solo's. It's a solo mode that you can queue up for. It's like just like a test phase. And we'll throw it out there. You guys get to see how it is and play it, whatever. Give us feedback, and then we'll go from there. And I kind of like that's how they just handled that. They were like, all right, we're just running it for a week. It's this mode. Mm-hmm. This is what you guys wanted. Like, we warned you that it wouldn't be that great or it wouldn't work for certain characters. But you know what? We'll let you guys decide kind of thing. Like, just fucking as an experimental right. thing. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sounds like a cool way to approach it. Right. Like, the, th- yeah. the thing is that where shit hit the fan was that they decided to go one step further with this event where they were like, okay, so not only is it a time thing to play this one solo mode, but let's have more cosmetics that's only timed, uh, but you have to play solo mode, um to unlock challenges to get to a certain limit which then you have to buy loot boxes which are seven dollars a piece for one 
but you have to buy like 28 packs or something uh to unlock everything that's in this timed event and then after you have spent all that money which is something like 120 dollars on these loot boxes to get everything then you have the chance to get the heirloom for bloodhound which then you have to pay an additional $35 to, and that's the only way you can get it is by paying the $35 to get it. So basically, you're paying like almost close to $200 like just to get everything. So if you want the heirloom, you basically have to spend $200 like total to get mm -hmm. this digital thing for Bloodhound that doesn't... It, it, that's just cosmetic it's it, like having that the heirloom doesn't do extra damage or anything it's just a visual thing it's right. just it's just so it, from my perspective yeah that's fucking ludicrous i'm not gonna touch it like right it's it's cosmetic it, i would i think i would be more grieved and more pissed off i would be more grieved and more pissed off if it did offer a functional difference right yeah like that would be fucking unacceptable. Yeah, yeah. Because then that's but, pay to win at that point. Oh yeah, completely. But it's purely cosmetic. It's insanely priced. It's way overpriced. Right. Mm -hmm. So from where I'm sitting, I'm just not gonna deal with it. I'm not gonna engage with it. Like it doesn't. It doesn't change the core game. Mm -hmm. From me sitting on the outside, being on vacation. Not seeing yeah. any of this. Yeah, I can understand. No, Go ahead. Yeah, for me, I feel the same way. Where it's just like, I think it's way overpriced, but it is what it is. This is a free-to-play game. I mean, um, Fortnite does the same thing. Like they have fucking twenty-dollar skins. They have to make their money somehow, you know. So usually they're gonna price it over overpriced. Right. It's just the way it goes and if you want cosmetic i guess you got to pay the price for it. i don't like i want them but i don't care about them like, yeah yeah that skin's cool and i fucking want like i did i had 950 coins built up from the season i fucking bought a pack because <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to i don't know i had the itch and i got the watson skin and i was happy with that i was like oh that's cool but now when season three comes out i'll probably have to pay for it so mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> i was saving for season three but it's all right um but yeah i think i think the reddit reaction was definitely like not good on the part of the people who play yeah you yeah. don't really want to bite the hand that's feeding you a freak like it's just not i don't know i i, I just feel like it's not the right thing to do like you can voice your concern but don't like bash people like people started bashing people like person you know and it's like all right i think that's going a little too far well no yeah because like a lot of the comments like every every single time a dev commented uh it was always followed up with people that like it got to the point where it was like people were like fuck you i hope your next fucking game fails like like, I hope your studio gets eaten out by EA and you guys all get fired and, like, shit like that, like people were saying. And it's just, like... Yeah, that's it, ridiculous. And, and you know, it's... So it's... Uh, so here's my thing. Like... Because uh, eventually, at some point, uh, 
the the respawn devs they actually fired back at them and they said something like they call them asshats they call them uh freeloaders they call like so hold up hold up a minute i didn't see the asshats comment but okay. i did see the freeloaders comment and okay. i think people are fucking ridiculous to get upset at the freeloader comment right it was a dev from respawn basically just saying look we've run all the numbers it is a free-to-play game mm -hmm. most of you are freeloaders on the free-to-play game parentheticals we love that about you right close it out but we have to make money somehow right mm -hmm. like people are taking the freeloaders as a fuck you i'm oh like getting all upset right. and he's saying we're making it for free and we love the fact that we have so many people playing it for free right because all of you wouldn't be playing it otherwise, essentially, yes, yeah. is what they're trying to say. I, I read, read it being Reddit about it. Yes, I, I read in the parentheses where he was like, hey, we, you know, we understand that there is still people like that. You know, we still think that's great. And like, you know, I still, mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I didn't take the freeloaders thing, whatever. But like, yeah, the, the thing. For... I did not read the asshat comment. I kind of wish I had. The, the asshat comment was because it was like, it was something along the lines of, uh, I remember a time when uh, games were released and asshats didn't complain about it or something like that. Uh like asshats didn't have to complain to devs about it or something like that. And this is coming from the community manager, by the way. Yeah. Uh, oh shit! I didn't realize that yeah. part. Mm -hmm. Um. And. Yeah. Oh. But but so so here's the thing, right? So the reason why I understand why there was suddenly even just from the devs and from the community manager like giving backlash, it's mostly just because like whenever they tried to have a civil discussion with the people on reddit it was just nothing but being bashed like nothing but bashing yeah. nothing being like you're a fucking piece of shit you're an asshole like it's all your fucking fault this shit's happening when it's like it feel like people are getting personally attacked over a fucking video game mm -hmm. when it's and then so like you know you if you keep telling someone fuck you when they're trying to talk like eventually that person is just going to be like well fuck you then like you know like yeah. you're eventually going to be like that's just human interaction that's just that's yeah. human interaction 101 and yeah you know it's unfortunate for respawn because you know they could have just walked away from it they could have just been like you know what it's fucking whatever it's the weekend i'm done like i'm just gonna go enjoy the weekend i'm gonna deal with it on monday um like they they could have went that route but they wanted to kind of smooth things over but again they kept getting bashed so eventually they fucking you know lashed back out but it's worse for respawn because you know they're a company and now that like they've said that they've had that interaction now that's like credit towards them that they've lost for fans that like mm -hmm, yeah. that you know that they really liked them previously but now it's like now now there is a personal fucking uh like lash out yeah. back at the fans so but i mean that's why i think it's it's stupid i mean there was a there was a top post today like the, this guy basically beat me to it because he was basically like let's just be fucking civil like let's like calm down like yeah um, you're talking about cosmetics in a free-to-play video game yeah this doesn't warrant fucking death threats and being fucking assholes. Right. And, yeah. and that was my whole thing. Like I kept thinking about is just like, it was, I was just gonna, I, I actually thought about making a fucking Reddit post. Cause I kept reading about it yesterday and I was just going to be like, 
this title is something like we're all the asshats or something and then yeah and then yeah yeah and then just like you know like and then in the comments just like explain my whole thought process of just being like listen man it's just fucking human interaction that like you keep fucking yelling at someone and telling them they're a piece of shit like they're eventually going to lash Mm -hmm. back out at you like it's gonna happen someone did like break it down and like showed all the comments and all this guy's like reactions to people's comments and it really is like how long he put up with the shit Mm -hmm. is like wild like yeah i do think i i do think he probably shouldn't have reacted to any threat any personal things like he he should have just answered questions about the like people who are being serious about the game yeah Mm -hmm. um and i think he kind of messed up there where he reacted to people who personally called him out but it's got to be so fucking hard. I mean, most of us aren't in a situation to see people like like Darren said, giving us death threats, calling us pieces of shit at every moment. Like you're gonna want to react. So I don't fault him at all no. for like coming out and trying to react and be like, "Listen, you guys are ass. Like, can you please stop this shit? We're we made a free to play game. We have to make money. We're trying to figure out the best way we can do this. There's also EAs involved." So we have to deal with these people. There's a lot of shit, that, and it's probably stressful for these people to fucking deal yeah. with all this stuff. And I, I can understand why he lashed out. And I don't, I really don't fault that guy. And I don't like. He said I was an asshat. The people are being asshat. So it's just yeah. like it. It's very reminiscent, and it reminds me. Do you remember last Fourth of July, July 2018? Guild Wars 2 had a big issue with one of their community managers. She was online explaining something with some some expansion or what have you. Yep. And the fan base was not reacting very positively. And eventually she broke down and basically said, oh, look, it's another man telling me a woman what I need to do oh, with yeah. my job. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. lost her job over it. And the community manager came out and started defending her. And he lost his job over it. Oh, yeah. Because... It, again, you look back through the entire history. She had been told numerous, numerous times throughout this by the community, like, oh, you know, you should have done this. You should have done that. And it was all very, very gendered, very misogynistic. Mm-hmm. And she just finally fucking snapped. Yeah. And instead of coming to her defense, NCSoft fired her. Yeah. Now, I don't see Respawn firing these two people or these whoever was making these comments on Reddit. They sh- I don't think they should lose their jobs. I hope they don't, because all that does is put a chilling effect on workers yeah. trying to communicate with the community. Could they have communicated better? Certainly. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. certainly. But oh, yeah. sympathize just a little fucking bit. Yeah. You're talking about loot boxes for fake digital <laughs> things that have no impact on your actual fucking life. I want to look cool in my free game. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I really do think that, um, yeah, I mean, it's tough because you, you kind of want to set things straight before the weekend, before you're like, all right. I'm logging off, whatever. Like, I want to set things straight, but, you know, like I said, you keep getting bashed. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I really think he just should have just, like, exactly as Steve said, just answered some questions, 
and then be like, cool, it's the weekend, you guys have fun. Like, you know, like, yeah, enjoy the weekend, true. enjoy the double XP weekend, enjoy the fucking Iron Crown event. See you guys Monday. Like, if he just said that, like, I'll answer more questions on Monday, like, and then, boom, done. And then, like, you know, pe yeah. people would have been stewing, be like, oh, fuck this guy, because he didn't answer my shit. Well, fuck you, it's the weekend. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah, like, He's got a life, too, you know? Yeah. That's And that, that, I think, is the entire problem. All of these events happen. All of these bad community engagements happen on the weekend. Yeah. Fucking, mm -hmm. if I'm not in the office, if I'm not working... I don't expect a game company representative to respond to me. Yeah. I remember once I reached out to Valve because I randomly lost an item in my backpack in TF2. Mm -hmm. And I sent out like a customer support like Friday night. I was wasted. <laughs> like, hey, by the way, I lost this item. It was there and now it's not. I don't know what's going on with it. But I thought I'd let you know 10 o'clock that night. Robin Walker, the creator of Team Fortress 2, emailed me personally to be like, oh, yeah, that's a bug. We'll fix that on Monday. I was floored because it was 1030 on a Friday night. <laughs> yeah. Like, fucking, dude, don't be talking to me. I'm drunk. <laughs> and this is... Hey, man, go get drunk. Like, <laughs> but, but it was also the PDA2 token, which is literally the most useless item mm. in tf2 yeah like they never ended up using the pda token yeah for anything right like why 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 are you talking to me about this useless item but yeah i mean it's not gonna stop me from playing apex no and that's like, that's apex is still such a good fucking game and that's that's yeah. the funny thing to me and it's just like i imagine all these people who are like really fucking upset and sending all these fucking really harsh words it's like they're literally queuing up after they send that comment i feel yeah. i feel like yeah. fuck you fuck oh, this totally. oh. yeah queuing up where are we dropping boys like you know like yeah. like fucking okay <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's or maybe they're doing it in between rounds while they're waiting for the queue to start up for the next game, and then they hit comment, <laughs> and then it's like, all right, now it's time to drop. Like, so yeah, it's, it's frustratingly dumb. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, it's. I think that their pricing was ridiculous, uh, for all the stuff, um. And, and for the fact that it is a timed event as well, additionally to that. Um, and then their make good was, oh, we'll put them up in the store for straight purchase. But not yeah. right away. Like, they said, like, months out. Like, it, they were like, oh, it yeah. wouldn't be weeks when we would do it. It would be, like, months later. So it's like, okay, but still... <laughs> I, I still don't understand why it doesn't just go the Overwatch route of mm -hmm. here's your character, here's all the skins, just buy the one that you want, mm -hmm. even if it is limited, time limited. Right. Like, mm -hmm. put them up, like, fucking come on. Yeah. We've got to, as an entire fucking thing, games have to get away from loot boxes. Yeah. I mean, I think that's ultimately... Look at Rocket League! Uh, Rocket League's getting rid of them! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think that's that's ultimately it. I, I don't think it's a... I don't think it's Respawn's call. I think it's entirely EA's. Yeah. And and oh, yeah. I don't think EA wants to follow Overwatch's system of how they handle skins. They want to do the fucking gambling mechanics because 
or sorry, excuse me, surprise, surprise. mechanics. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Because that's just that's fucking EA. They're very ethical. Yeah, yeah, very legal. Very fun. Um, but that's just how EA is now. So yeah, I don't think they're gonna ever do the Overwatch <sighs> system. They're just gonna stick to their EA ways and just have it be in loot boxes. Yep. Unless <laughs> we'll see, we'll see what happens in the future. Yeah, but they're gonna hold on to it as long as they can. Yeah, yep. I mean, ultimately, I think that I'm interested to see where they will go come Monday. Like what they're gonna say, be like, all right, listen, we had a couple of days, we're cooled off, <laughs> like. You know, even if they do yeah. say anything, or maybe they might not. Maybe they'll just be like, you know what, fucking whatever. Like we we try to communicate with you, but you guys were dicks, so whatever. We're done talking. Like that could also be a possibility. I would love if they took that route because so, in every kind of situation we've seen, the company has always backed the consumer in these cases. Mm -hmm. No matter how ludicrous, no matter how terrible they're they're. What the fuck am I saying? Let's reel this back. From a community engagement standpoint, they have always sided yeah. with the consumer, no matter how ludicrous their claims and their demands were. Mm -hmm. I want to see a level-headed, yes, we are incorrect. We're not incorrect. Our pricing is this expensive. It is this expensive because, and they tried to already outline this. Right. But, mm -hmm. but the vitriol and the hate that we got from the community was such that we are not changing this because of your reaction. It has to be on the community to be better. Yeah. And if they were to acquiesce to demands and make some sort of meaningful, huge change, it only perpetuates and rewards that kind of behavior. Mm -hmm. And we haven't seen that yet out of any of these companies. Yeah. I want to see the community get better, and I don't think there's any way to do that if you reward this kind of behavior. Right. Which, it's, which I feel like you know, and of course, probably the the if they do say that, the turnaround will just them being like the community being like, well, fine, fuck you, then no, I'm not gonna play it. Like you know, like I I feel like no matter what they say, and I mean, you know, it could be no matter what they say, they could just be like, well, fuck you either yeah. way unless if I, unless if it's like they are i mean they basically have to be practically licking the fucking boot of the community that's the only way they'll make them happy because i feel like if they'd say anything else the community is just going to give them backlash anyway no matter what it is yeah i mean they're they're gonna come out and say something but we'll see what they what they say i think they'll they'll I think the the way they should go about it is just be like, listen, you know, on reactions on both sides weren't good, but this yeah. is this is the way things are, and we are going through with it, and maybe we'll, we'll learn from this. And just like with season uh, two, they learned from the mistakes of season one. Mm -hmm. When they do an event next time, they might think about how they're going to present, or even with season three, that might make them think about how they're going to present season three to us. So they say hey we're using all of this as a tool to make this game better in the future you know we made a mistake this time around sorry about that sorry you didn't like our expensive uh packs and way to unlock skins 
but we're going to deal with that in the future and we still love you guys you're still playing our game and have fun or whatever you know just yeah. go into it don't be hostile or anything you know mm-hmm. like, i think they're i think they'll probably i think they're gonna release something but i i i um, i side with darren i hope they don't change anything for anybody yeah because i think the people were reacted much worse than anybody should react to a free-to-play game charging yeah to buy skins because they need to make fucking money like that a la yeah. PUBG. Yeah. PUBG was $30 and then they mm-hmm. introduced a fucking season pass on top of that. Yeah. Now that was pretty egregious. Well, like what PUBG did, that shit was kind of like not acceptable. I yeah. Think. Yeah. It, mm, mm. It'll be interesting to see how this all shakes out. I, I will know by the end of next week. Yes. <laughs> At the latest. Yeah. But man, and, and it's a shame because they have a fucking great game. Mm-hmm. It's my, probably well by the end of the year, Fire Emblem might overtake it. But it's been my most played game this year, uh-huh. <laughs> right? Without a doubt. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, hell, Steve and I've been doing a lot of the fucking playing a lot this season, like a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. my aim is actually starting to get good, and when I fight people, I don't panic anymore. <laughs> We're starting you- to get kind of decent i guess yeah you fuckers need some real goddamn jobs <laughs> mm-hmm. ah, we just play I'm on weekends that's all busy. we just play yeah, on weekends much. that's all I've, I've been too goddamn busy <laughs> but yeah i think that's about it i don't well, have again before my picture disappears completely <laughs> yeah. you, you, you <laughs> fade into black <laughs> just fading away with the sun <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us this month. Uh, we'll figure something out for next month. That seems to be how this rolls lately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll have to pull up some sort of a list somewhere that we do have. But yeah, thank cool. you for joining us. We will see you then. Until then, play more games. Mm-hmm. Have more fun. Oh, yeah. Stop being a dick and an asshat. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Don't be an asshat. Yep. Listen to Will Wheaton. Don't be a dick. <laughs> yep. There you go. Food for thought. Food for thought. Food for your dick thoughts. Yep. Mm-hmm. What? To go right in your ass hat. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. 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 Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>